it, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye, baseball. Eight Hit strikeouts it. for the King tonight and make it 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Felix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome back to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Thanks for being here once again. Can you believe it? it? This is the last regular season podcast of the season. But here's to a whole bunch more. Mariners win again last night. We're going to detail that. We'll take a look at the standings. We'll, we'll look at this weekend as well and what needs to happen for the Mariners. Also, a lot of sound coming from the game last night, so a lot of reaction to get to. Coming up as well, Mel Stottlemyre Jr., great conversation with him coming up in a few minutes, and also Aaron Goldsmith with the great Kevin Martinez. He'll talk about this weekend and what is a monster weekend for the Mariners. Hope to see you at Safeco Field this weekend because it should be fun. Speaking of seeing you at Safeco Field, man, thank you so much for all the uh, reaction and interaction yesterday with the ticket giveaway. It, it's always overwhelming to me. I, I appreciate the interaction. I appreciate all the kind words, too. Uh, the Lots of nice notes along the way. It's very much appreciated. And this is something I love to do. This is the third year of the podcast, which is hard to believe. But I've said this before, and I've said it many times before. Uh, new listeners all the time, though, so it's it's a good thing to repeat now and again. But uh, first of all, just thank you for your listenership. Thank you for your interaction. As I've mentioned before, the most listened to podcast in Major League Baseball last season. I expect to take that title home again after this season, thanks to you. And this is an idea I brought to the Mariners a few years ago, knowing about this fan base. And it's you've proved me right. Uh, with your listenership, with your interaction, and I really appreciate it. And again, you've been so willing to hop out in the past, and I, I appreciate it uh, going to iTunes and putting feedback on there, also interacting with the Mariners, giving your feedback there. It's always appreciated following at Mariners Pod on Twitter and me on Twitter as well, at Gary Hill Jr. But it's about you. Uh, you're the one that makes this happen, and it's been fun. I love doing it, and, you know, it's it's something I love to do. It can be a grind during the season, obviously a lot of late, late nights. I give up a lot of sleep during the season, but it always is well worth it, I think. At least I hope it is. It, it is to certainly from my perspective. So, again, just a big thank you for everything that you do, and it's certainly been a fun ride this year. Let's hope it keeps on going. I thought about it with the ticket giveaway, with the reaction whenever we do this. I think maybe sometime we should have a, a podcast section, a podcast night at the ballpark, have a, our own section. I think that'd be fun. I thought about that in the past, but then I always think I'd be sitting alone in a section, and <laughs> that's not what I want to do. So hopefully there will be a few of you out there, but maybe we should do that next year. I think that'd be fun. But congratulations to Tyler Carey, the winner of the tickets Yesterday at T. Carey 63. He'll be going to the game on Saturday. And again, thank you to all of you for being involved. We'll continue 
do that as we move through the podcast. So here we go. Mariners taking on the A's yesterday, and I, I'm always of the philosophy, nothing is a must win until it really is a must win. But the Mariners in this series, about as close as it gets in terms of must wins. I mean, to give themselves the best chance, the best opportunity, when they're really looking to sweep this four-game series over the A's. Never easy to sweep a four-game series, but, man, if you were watching the game, if you were listening to the game last night, I know you were feeling the tension of what was a very close ball game. Miranda, though, give him a ton of credit. Shaky in his last start. He had been very good in September, and he was nails against the A's last night. And again, the 0-2 pitch, breaking ball, check swing. Does he go? Yes, he does. The appeal down to the first base umpire, James Hoy. And he gets strike on number six on the night. What a night for Ariel Miranda as the A's leave the tying run stranded at second base. He was outstanding. Five and a thirds, four hits, one run, no walks, six strikeouts on 78 pitches. I think that is a start you would take each and every time in this situation with Miranda on the hill. The Mariners able to take a one-run lead as well in the fourth inning. So one nothing Mariners. Oakland would tie it up in the sixth, though a one-to-one ball game going into the seventh inning, and Mike Zanino would break the tie. The right-hander's pitch to Zanino. Swing, barreled up high, mile high, left field. This is gone! Beyond the bullpen, Zanino's 12th of the season has given the Mariners a 2-1 to lead in the bottom of the seventh. Nine of those 12 have been at Safeco Field this year, and that was a huge blast to give the Mariners a 2-1 to lead in the seventh inning. Ciszek on out of the bullpen. Man, he was lights out. The 0-1. Swinging a broken back cue to Cano. Scoops, shovels over to Marte, pops, throws to first base, dug out by Lind. Double play, and it ends the seventh. Ciszek gets out of a jam, and the A's threat comes to a close in two pitches. Ciszek, an inning in two-thirds, no hits, no runs, no walks, a strikeout. An inning in two-thirds on 11 pitches, eight of them were strikes. He was razor-sharp. Helped bail the Mariners out there, getting out of a big jam. Huge double play. He was outstanding. And the Mariners would tack on another run in the eighth inning, which ended up being enormous. The pitch, the Marte swinging a ground ball up the middle of the center field. Martin running third, heading home. Up with the ball is Eibner. No throw to the plate. And Martin will score. RBI single for Cattell Marte. And with two outs, the Mariners pick up an insurance run. It's now the Mariners three. And the A's one. Big hit by Cattell. Before we get on to the ninth inning, I don't want to gloss over C-Sheck too much because it's certainly worth pointing out. C-Sheck now, including last night, his last 16 games since returning from the disabled list, he has only been scored on one time, one outing in 16 games since returning from the DL. He has not been scored on in September. I mean, he's in double-figure outings in September. He has not been scored on for the month. Opponents batting 
nearly 150 against him since returning from the DL. His ERA minuscule at this point, just hovering above one. He has been unbelievable. And coming up huge for the Mariners. Scott Service is going to talk about him in a couple of moments. Also, we'll hear from Ciszek in a minute. But he has been great. He was great last night. Helped Bridget to Diaz, who came on with a two-run lead. Not exactly smooth in the ninth inning. Base hit by Haley. Double by Davis. So runners on second and third. He'd get Valencia to strike out. And then Maxwell would single. So a run in. Davis goes to third base. Then he struck out Alonzo. He's facing Muncy. The game is on the line. The one-two pitch from Diaz. Swing and a miss. Strike three. It's over. The Mariners hang on and they win it. Three to two over the A's to keep their postseason hopes alive. Edwin Diaz ends up striking out the side. The A's get one run and they leave the tying run stranded at third. The go-ahead run stranded at first base. It was a mighty struggle, but Edwin Diaz was up to the challenge. The Mariners win it. Three to two. Three to two. Mariners get the win. They do their part. 85 and 74 on the season now. Unfortunately, Toronto didn't. Baltimore beats Toronto yesterday, four to nothing. The other game of maximum interest, Cleveland, Detroit, it was washed away. So they are going to make things up on Monday, which could make things very interesting depending on what happens over the weekend. And I guess, I guess we'll get to that, cross that bridge on Monday. They'll play it if it becomes necessary. And, I mean, the way things are right now, it just feels like it's going to be necessary. Now, the only positive from Baltimore winning yesterday and beating the Blue Jays is the Blue Jays are back in play. You look at the standings, you look at the wild card standings, and Toronto and Baltimore have the exact same record, 87 and 72. Detroit one and a half back at 85 and 73. The Mariners two back at 85 and 74 with three to play this weekend. Now the Mariners obviously continue to play the A's. The deck gets reshuffled for the other three teams. And this is where things get very interesting, I think, when you look at the matchups. So starting tomorrow, you look at Baltimore. They are going to be in New York to take on the Yankees for the first of three. Gerardo will take the mound for Baltimore. Pineda on the hill for the Yankees. Blue Jays will be in Boston to take on the Red Sox. So Estrada for the Blue Jays against Rick Porcello for the Red Sox. And then Detroit, they will go to Atlanta in Atlanta, which I think is important for the first of three games. Now, here's something that I think is worth pointing out as well. When you look at the month of September, the best records in the month of September, the Red Sox, 18-8, and eight, the Mariners, 17-9, and nine, the Dodgers, 17-9, and nine, and the Braves, 16-9. and nine. So those are the best records in September. What's interesting, three of those four the Mariners are rooting for in a big way. So the hottest teams in the big leagues, the Red Sox, the Mariners, and the Braves, and you add the Yankees to that mix, and that's who that's who you're cheering for this weekend. I know it feels a little odd 
to be cheering for the Yankees and the Red Sox at the same time. I know it feels weird, but it's what has to happen this weekend. You're cheering hard for the Red Sox. You're cheering hard for the Yankees. And you know what's funny is the Mariners now have a crack at the first wild card when you look at it. I mean, that could happen. Really, anything could happen. There is a lot, a lot of scenarios up in the air. So that's what it looks like on Friday. We might as well, since we're not going to talk until after this weekend is done, might as well look at the other matchups. Saturday, it's going to be Miley against Tanaka. I think that's a matchup Mariner fans should like. That's a day game from the Bronx. That's going to be a 1 o'clock Pacific start. Blue Jays, Hap against Rodriguez. Blue Jays and Red Sox. That's going to be a 4 o'clock start on Saturday. And the final game to look at on Saturday, Detroit will be in Atlanta. Boyd against Blair in game two of that series. And then on Sunday, what's cool about Sunday is every single game will start at the exact same time on Sunday. All noon starts Pacific on Sunday. So it's all it's all going down to that last day. Sanchez for the Blue Jays against David Price for the Red Sox. Price scheduled. See if he makes that start on Sunday with the playoffs looming for the Red Sox. Baltimore Gosman against Sessa for the Yankees. And then for the Tigers, it's going to be Verlander against Tehran for the Braves. So those are the matchups that we're very interested in here the final few games. Now for the Mariners, it's going to be Taiwan Walker against Alcantara tomorrow. That's a 7 o'clock start from Safeco Field. 6 o'clock start on Saturday, Iwakuma against Jarrell Cotton. You may not have heard of Cotton. He came over in the deal from the Dodgers, Rich Hill, and Reddick, and he has been absolutely lights out. 2-0 with a 1.44 ERA. He has not given up more than one run in any of his MLB starts. So that's going to be a challenge for the M's. And then on Sunday at noon, Felix will take the mound against Manaya. And we talked about it in the podcast yesterday. Kings Court is going to be awesome. That T-shirt is fantastic. So... And hope to see you at Safeco Field this weekend. So that lays out what we're looking at for this weekend. It's going to be wild. There is massive amounts of scenarios to look at. But there it is. It's all laid out for you. How about Scott's service? Let's get to him after the ball game yesterday. Yeah, we, we, we live another day. So um, you know, really uh, you know, gutsy uh, performance. All our guys, starting with our pitching. You know, Miranda did a really nice job through five. But... You know, that third time through the lineup can be a challenge for him. And I'm well aware of that. And, you know, I gave up the home run there leading off the six and quickly got into our bullpen. And like I said earlier today, <laughs> our bullpen has been taxed. Uh, you know, but they hung in there. Uh, great job. I, uh, you know, Storm coming in. C-Sheck, huge double play there in the seventh. And then, uh, you know, Diaz, uh, a little shaky the last couple of times out. I think it's, uh, you got to trust it. You know, I think that's what we talked about. And Mel went out and talked to him. You got to trust your stuff. You got to let it rip. And uh, he did, you know, got the slider going again and wasn't just trying to get it in spots, just let it rip. That's when he's at his best. So um, huge night, you know, for, for Zanino, a big home run. And I think, you know, the bottom of our lineup, which, you know, we're, we're at the middle of our lineup is usually what drives us and what is carried at this point. But when we get contribution from the bottom and Ioki chipping in at the top, 
you know, that, that little pocket in our lineup tonight really, you know, did the damage. It wasn't much. Uh, I thought Graveman was really, really good. Uh, he threw the ball outstanding and, and had a game plan against us, and you know, we were luckily just to, to scratch a couple out against him. John Marte had a big game tonight. You spent some time with him, I think, in Minnesota it was, and time in the cages, time in just building confidence and working on him. I mean, how much is that? Oh, it's a lot. Yeah, I think when you're a young player, the, the confidence and the momentum you build off of a good game, and, you know, we had the rough, you know, air over in Houston. But you gotta, I believe in our guys. I believe in them all year. You have to trust in them. Uh, they've got us to this point, and he's going to, you know, have nights like he did tonight. Great play in the hole. It was a huge out in that inning. Um, the good bunt, you know, the base hit late for the RBI. I'm really happy for him because he was down. You know, it means a lot to these guys, and they don't want to let their teammates down. And make an error like that, you want to come back. But he's he's approached it the right way, and you know, got a lot of confidence right now. Hopefully, he can keep it going the next few days. Yes, he did. Good for Mike. Yeah, he's. Uh, uh, you know, the strikeouts bug him as much as they bug anybody um, and didn't have a great first at bat. Again, Graveman was throwing the ball really well, but um, hung in there, had a good at bat, you know, flipped a single in there, and then obviously the, the big home run uh, of Hendricks was, was huge. Really happy for him, and he got all that one. He, he smoked it. Yeah, he's turned into kind of our lefty specialist. <laughs> Somehow he's gotten the left-handed hitters out. And some pretty good ones, um, you know, sinking the ball and, you know, throwing the slider in there. But the uh, thing about Steve is Steve's got a lot of confidence, and, and he's been in these spots before, closing games, and now he's just closing out innings. Sometimes it's the seventh, sometimes it's the eighth. Um, it's nice to put veteran guys in those spots. And, uh, you know, I think he's being unselfish and doing what's best for the team, not worrying about being the closer anymore. But what can he do to help us on any given night? And, yeah, it's been very effective. He has been extremely effective and here's what Ciszek had to say after the game. I'm just kind of rolling with what I have that day. You know, for a while I had a good slider. I was throwing a ton of sliders the past two or three outings. I've lost a little bit of a feel for that pitch. Today was a little bit better, but so I, I had a good fastball, so I've been throwing more fastballs. Um, basically, it's just being able to shoot the knees. I feel like I've hit my spots down in the zone a lot better um, the past few outings than I had you know earlier in the season, and that's been the biggest difference. Steve, does it help coming with success? You're healthy now a little bit compared to when you're dealing with the issue and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, when my hip was bothering me earlier, just I had a really hard time driving the ball, and that was, that's my game. Is you know, is I may not throw the hardest, but when I'm able to drive the ball, it has a ton more life behind it. And um, I think you know, being able to get my land, stick my landing, and drive the ball down the zone has you know been a huge, like a huge different make, difference maker for sure. Steve, we saw the emotion for you. We've seen the emotion before, but what do these games mean to you? Um, I mean, these games are it's do or die for us. We have we have no room for error. You know, we you know see the scores and stuff like that. They're, the other games are always on in the clubhouse, so we know we had to go out there and win today. And you know, we just put everything out on the line. We have a tough team. We've been resilient all year, and um, you know, just proud of this the way we fought today for this win. Runners on. I mean, you see that. Well, what's your approach? Um, basically, just I'm trying to get ahead. And once I saw Z throw, you know, fastball down, I was just trying to throw it as hard as I possibly could at the knees and. You know, hoping for a ground ball, and once it leaves my hands, I'm out of. I'm, it's not in my control anymore. So, whatever happens, happens. And it worked out. Usually, when you're closing, you come in with a clean inning. I mean, I mm-hmm. know you pitched in these situations before, but how, how much different is it to come in? Um, you just, it's, it's it's a little tough. I mean, you don't. 
obviously you don't want to let that run score because you know I don't want to give up someone else's run. That's one of the like relievers' biggest things is not letting up someone else's run. And um, so for me, I was just trying everything I could. I was either going to get a ground ball or a strikeout right there. If I got a head with that pitch, I was going to try to put him away and get the next guy. But luckily, um, you know, he hit into a double play. How are you guys handling this day to day with all the scoreboard watching and every time you come in? And... It's 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 been fun. You know, I've been on what, three or four teams now where you know September didn't really mean much. They're just trying to get through it because we're losing. But these games mean a ton for us, and it makes playing baseball so much more fun. And we're all pulling for each other super hard, and it's bringing us a lot closer as a team still. It has been fun, no doubt about that. And all of a sudden, you look at what the Mariners have done against the A's, and it's. It's impressive. The best records against the A's they've ever had, 07 and 09, they were 14 and 5. They can match that this year. Already the third best record, 11 and 5. Last year they were 13 and 6. The Mariners have now won 6 games in a row against the A's. That ties for the longest winning streak in one season. They did that in 2009 as well. The longest, if you link together two seasons, they won seven in a row between the end of 08 and the beginning of 09. So the Mariners can match that. They can make it seven wins in a row against the A's. The Mariners, they've won six of eight. They have been, uh, you look at, I mean, it's amazing to look at. September 7th, going into September 7th, which really is not that long ago, the Mariners were 70 and 68. They were six games behind Baltimore. They were behind Baltimore, Detroit, Houston, the Yankees, and Kansas City for the wild cards. Since then, 15-6, and six, tied with Boston for the best major league record since then. They have passed Kansas City, New York, Houston, right on the heels of Baltimore, and uh, Detroit as well, but two games back of Baltimore. That's a lot of ground to gain in a short amount of time, but they've done it and now looking for more. Here's what Mike Zanino hit that big home run. Here's what he said after the game. Yeah, we had it on, but, I mean, we we know we have to win. I mean, that's the biggest thing is we have to win ball games, and then there's only three left now. So, uh, I mean, our focus is that. I mean, if if we don't win our, our games here, nothing else really means anything. So that's our main focus. Mike, when you're fighting like that and you, you hit the ball like that, look, we saw the reaction. It looked like you yeah, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, because when you go through that, I mean, obviously there's ups and downs in this game, but when you can go through there and you I mean, finally get a pitch to hit on a pitch you've been struggling to hit for a while, it's it's nice and uh, sort of reassuring. Take us through that at bat. I mean, we've seen, you know, you have struggled for that, and we see the, what happens when you don't get that. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I faced Hendricks uh, before, so I knew he has a great fastball, and uh, that's just what I was on time for. And uh, he threw a couple early that he, he put in good spots away, and I fouled them off. And then uh, when I was 0-2 or 1-2, he showed me a couple sliders. So I was able to see everything. And then uh, I was just trying to stay on the fastball because he didn't throw the two sliders for a strike. And he just threw a fastball that leaked over the plate enough. And, and I was able to uh, I mean, get the barrel to it and not foul it off. Is there a unique situation where you've got so many former closers, or I call them all closers, they've all closed a significant amount. Yeah. They come in, and now they're coming in with runners on base. How big has that been, what they've been able to do? There's, I mean, besides Diaz, there's a lot of experience out there, and I think that's the biggest thing, and that's why we've been so good. I mean, you see all the Vila and stuff come in before innings, but, I mean, we, we use those guys that have closed for us and have closed in general in their careers to stop that, stop that momentum. They've done a great job of that. 
Did you see anything different from Diaz after Bell came out and talked to him? I mean, obviously got the outs, but was he able to relax a little bit? It sounds like yeah. I mean, that that was that was the biggest thing. I mean, I think once he went out there and knew, you mean when you get second and third with nobody out, I mean, you just gotta let it go. I mean, you gotta throw your best stuff and then not try to guide it, and that's what he did. And I think even the more he throws and gets out there, he's gonna realize to come out from the get go and be like that is gonna be the key. There it is, Mike Zanino, and uh, boy, was that home run huge. So here we go. I mean, we're going to talk on Monday one way or another. What will we be talking about? We'll find out. It's going to be a very fun, interesting, amazing weekend. We'll see what it has in store. So we'll talk on Monday. Right now, though, let's hear from Mel Stottlemyre, Jr., in the dugout with Mel Stottlemyre Jr. And, Mel, the first thing I want to say is I think you might have loved if you heard this last night, but talking to James Paxton out of the outing, and it wasn't his best. He didn't have the curveball that he had before, but he was focused on his next outing. He could be starting a very important game, and that's where his focus was. Well, the one thing that we know about James Paxton is his preparation second to none. Physically, mentally, preparing you know, for the next team, looking at hitters, getting in the weight room, his long toss, his bullpens. He has really dialed himself in, in, in that regards. And he's learned a lot this year. You know, he's felt himself get tired. He's, he's accumulated some innings like he never has before in the past. And he's in a really good place. He's learned a lot about himself pitching-wise, too. You know, why while he watches the next four days, his mindset is, is to get ready for that next game. And uh, I love that about him. Yeah, it's been neat to watch, and I hope that doesn't go unnoticed when it all is said and done. Now, he's taken a major step forward this year. Yeah, you know, you look at his record, and it's 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 no indication of, of how good he's been. And he's kept us in a lot of games. And, you know, I think the key in moving forward with this ball club and, and going into the winter is we, we found out a lot about James Paxton. And the one thing that I know is we can count on him. He's shown that he can stay healthy. He's becoming a little more of a pitch maker. He's got a handle on his secondary stuff. He's getting the stuff in the zone. He can impact a game. Tonight, we were talking with the skipper earlier. He said, you know, you used some bullpen arms on the last trip. There might be a little bit short in some areas. One guy we could see is Drew Storen, and this is a guy that was a closer, and somehow he's excelled with runners on base, which is not what closers are used to. That's been great to see. What have you seen from him in the time that he's been here? That's a big adjustment, I would imagine. It is, and, and, and like you made note of, he, this guy has, uh, has felt the pressure at the back end of games. There's a lot of times in the sixth inning, the seventh inning, even sometimes the fifth where the game is on the line, and you need that guy to come in and to slam the door, to stop the momentum. He has been outstanding with inherited runners, and it's why you see him come into the fire a lot. We feel very comfortable in bringing him in. We'll go into a game and we'll pick out spots and try to match our guys up based on guys' swing paths and their stuff. You know, the way that he does, he's got two different breaking balls and two different speeds on it. He's got a feel for pitching. You know, he doesn't cave into pressure. He, he has been outstanding. There's three guys down there that have closed games. So we have the luxury of when we have a couple guys down to be able to go to some other guys, and that's going to be the case tonight. Yeah, they've been big for you in the month of September, no question about it. Lastly, Ariel Miranda coming off a rocky start. We haven't seen that from him before. What's been the focus this week? Well, we've got to get him back attacking to the bottom of the zone with his fastball so he can get the club in the swing mode and uh, to be able to make his secondary stuff better. This last time out, you know, he's uh, Shannon, he, he's doing he's doing and feeling some things he, he's never felt before, which is he's tired. And, you know, you add up the innings, you add up the, the long season, the bullpens, all the long toss, and it takes a toll. So 
you know, I didn't have the luxury of working with him all year, so I can't, I can't tell you what he's done prior to getting here other than his innings that he's pitched. And the one thing that I do know is young guys get tired. So we took him off the mound and put him on the flat ground to try to, to freshen his arm back out and not beat him up so he can get on top of the baseball. He was underneath, you know, a lot of stuff in Minnesota, behind counts, under his fastball, and struggled. But, you know, still gave us a chance to win. But, uh, you know, the, these four next games, are, they're very crucial. And uh, the starters know that there's some, some short leashes and, they're okay with that. They understand. We're all in this thing to, to win. It's been so fun to watch over the entire month, Mel. We, we hope we see him in there for a long time, these next four days. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we're, uh, you know, it, it's an exciting time of the year. There's a lot of us that are getting to experience something we've never done with the ball club. And, you know, we couldn't be happier with, this, with the way the season's gone. And we look forward, hopefully, to a postseason game. All right. Hopefully I'm talking to you next week. Thanks, Mel. Thank you, Shannon. And now Aaron Goldsmith with Kevin Martinez talking about this weekend. Kevin, it's safe to say this is the biggest series of the season. Every game is the biggest game of the season for the Mariners. We've got a lot to talk about on this final homestand for the Mariners. But first of all, you are as invested in this team as anybody. What is your excitement level right now? Uh, you know, it, it's, it got here early this morning. Um, we printed Keep Fighting t-shirts that we, we laid out over every chair in the clubhouse to welcome the guys uh, when they came through the door today. Um, everybody is um, I mean, this is what you play for. Right. This is it. This is what it's all about. And so we're scoreboard watching. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're so jacked. And, uh, you know, four games to go, two games out. It's very much in reach. we got to take care of business, and uh, it all starts tonight. So you bring up Keep Fighting. The Mariners have been graced with basically two slogans this year that were very <laughs> organic. That was one of them. And the other... This is my house, as Felix said, against the Blue Jays on a Wednesday during that day game. And that has been incorporated into Game 162. Please tell us more. Yeah, on Sunday it will be Felix's final start of the year uh, for the regular season, and it will be our final regular season Kings Court. We've printed up uh, special edition T-shirts that has Felix's image from the game against the Blue Jays when he was pointing in a very demonstrative fashion to the field uh, and when he said this is my house and that's what's uh, on the bottom of the image it says this is my house a gold t-shirt uh, lots of uh, King's Court sections planned for Sunday so we're really encouraging fans to get their tickets early um, because that game's most likely going to mean something and we're going to need that energy and what better way to do it with a, a big a big king's court so yeah that's uh the t-shirt is killer too it's, it's a real awesome. yeah really really cool looking t-shirt so um yeah sunday is going to be a, a big party so we're encouraging everybody to to get their tickets early for that one and what's the best way to get king's court tickets yeah you go on uh, mariners.com slash felix uh and uh the right there is the easiest way to do it but you can come down to the box office and get them as well oh the t-shirt is killer it's absolutely awesome we saw images of it last night before we took off i can't wait to see that especially in an expanded king's court role so there's a lot to at stake of course wins and losses in these four games against the a's we've already talked about sunday in king's court but sunday is also another big day at the ballpark for the little ones yeah you know uh, traditionally the final weekend of the season are appreciation days so it really starts tomorrow night with Fan Appreciation Night. And if you've never been to a Fan Appreciation Night, it's really a lot of fun because every half inning, uh, there's different giveaways. Um, we're giving away uh, Holland America cruises. Uh, we're giving away airfares on Alaska Airlines. We're giving away uh, 
HD TVs, courtesy of Root Sports. Yeah, like every, every pitch every, there's every, another TV right. given away. So it's it's one of you know it's it's, it's a great uh, experience. Every uh, inning you've got another chance to win these killer prizes. All kinds of autograph memorabilia uh, from the players. Uh, they've been good enough to sign uh, various items. So that happens tomorrow night. Fan appreciation night is always a blast. And then on Sunday we salute our littlest fans with kids appreciation day. So um, again, all prizes all game long exclusively for kids though. Um, So that's the difference between Friday and Sunday. And as you mentioned earlier, that Kings court on Sunday with the, this is my house t-shirt is going to add another level to what is ordinarily a a great event takes it to, to another level. It's hard to think of a more exciting four game series when you combine the stakes on the field and also the promotions in the stands. This is going to be an incredible four days at Safeco Field. No question. And we'll be we'll be flashing scores from the other games so fans will be able to stay in tune pitch by pitch nice. what's happening with the Orioles, the Blue Jays, the Tigers, and whoever else is in, nice. in the race at this point. I don't know. I think the, the Yankees <laughs> might be there too. Who knows? Kevin, this has been a real treat. Thank you so much. We, uh, we can feel your excitement. I think yeah. we all feel the exact same way. Thanks for the time. You bet. Always a pleasure. See you later!